Welcome to the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast, the show dedicated to bring you the news from the oil patch deep in the heart of Texas, with your host, Ryan Ray and Josh Shelton. Welcome to the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast, episode 41. Ryan Ray here. Josh Shelton will join us in a minute. He actually recorded this segment, but for some reason, the audio equipment just didn't work. And so not really sure what happened there. That's obviously on my end of things, not Josh's. So apologies to him. Decided just to go ahead and re-record this portion before we released it instead of having to tangle up Josh again uh, right before his Christmas vacation, if you will. And so I want to kind of go over what me and Josh discussed before we get into the show. And then we're going to get into the show with Sergio Chapa, who came on and broke down some of the top drillers, uh, producers rather, for the Eagleford Shale. And so um, a couple things before we do that. No sponsor today, but we wanted to thank the folks who are out there in the oil patch working this weekend and through the holidays. I know it can be tough sometimes to be away from your family, but we at the Texas Oil & Gas Podcast and Global Energy Media really appreciate what you guys are doing, and you guys and gals, um, as there's, I think, you know, the numbers of women increasing in the oil, good, oil and gas industry is always encouraging and it's growing every year. But you guys and gals that are out there in the oil patch, we really appreciate what y'all are doing, especially those of you who have to work on a rig or at a station or something over the weekend and into Christmas and New Year's. So thank you so much. Uh, on top of that, a couple other announcements we have. First off, if you are on Instagram, you can now follow us on Instagram. Texas Oil and Gas Podcast is where you can find that. We will put up content there from time to time. We have some giveaways and things like that we'll be doing. So Texas Oil and Gas Podcast is on Instagram. If you search for us, you can find us there. Questions. We need questions for our question and answer show, which will be the first Friday of the month, which is just right around the corner. Ryan at GlobalEngineMedia.com. Also, you connect, uh, if you get on Instagram, it can, it can uh, link you right to my email. And so you can get, get to us that way. But we'd love to have more questions from our listeners um old country media and global energy media have um i don't say partnership we've actually hired old country media to help us with advertising social media marketing and things like that we have a lot of things that are coming up in 2018 that we're really excited about so if you are interested in some stuff like that reach out to old country media they have all kinds of packages and plans and we're really excited to work with Kristen and her crew over at old country media now a couple things from the notes we want to get into about kind of our jobs and just you know general headlines that you should be watching for our first story is lint energy unloads 122 million dollars worth of assets which equals out to about 179,000 net acres which produced 5,200 barrels of oil um, per day in the third quarter of 2017 to an undisclosed buyer so Lynn, Lynn is in the selling mode right now at least for those assets Buckeye also announced uh, that they are going open season on South Texas Gateway Pipeline be sure to follow that especially if you are in you know feasibility studies and things like that also where these pipelines go is always a good indication of where they think drilling is going to happen and um, you know there's going to be stuff that's going to be built in along the way to tie in with these types of pipelines finally I think the biggest news that I uh, that Josh prepared for the show and um, we talked about was this natural gas pipeline um, um, that's going to be built it's to the tune of 1.7 billion dollars between Kinder Morgan DCP and Targa this should go under construction in the first quarter of 18 and will be built by the end of uh, in service by the end of 2019 Apache has guaranteed um, a capacity of about let's see here I think it's 500 million cubic feet per day this would be a very good way for producers to offload natural gas as we know that some of those pipelines we talked about the show before are really um at capacity so listen um 
I know we just kind of ran through this. Sorry, we had to shorten it. I don't know what happened with the audio, but now we're going to be on Sergio Chapa. That audio, thankfully, did work. And so you can hear Josh and myself talking to Sergio about who the top Texas and Eagleford producers were for 2017. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram. And check out Old Country Media, too. A lot of good stuff going on over there at Old Country Media. Sergio Chapa with the San Antonio Business Journal here to do a end-of-year recap. Uh, so we're looking at some drilling permits, looking at the Eagleford, and uh, lots to talk about today. How's it going, Sergio? Hey, good morning, Josh. Yeah, it's going good. It's good. It's uh, We're going to end the year with a bang. Uh, I was just looking at the numbers, and uh, drilling permits are up. That's for sure. Yeah, and one of the things we were saying earlier, Sergio, is that this show has been recording on you know the 22nd. It's not like we're recording it a week or two in advance and uh, updating. So these are... The Eagle Fruit producers up until December twenty is it twenty second, twenty first, within a day or two, whenever uh, I guess the Railroad Commission data was up to date. But um, kind of walk us through, you know, you as we said on the show all year long, you've got your finger on the pulse of the Eagle Fruit shale. I'm kind of going into looking at some of the top producers of the Eagle Fruit um, when you kind of pulled the results. Did it kind of match your expectations, or were there kind of some, some uh, surprises? Uh, no, no, things are things are lining up. Uh do as well as expected uh there, there were a few uh surprises from companies here in terms of like maybe they didn't pr- file as many as they normally do whereas you know others you know kind of moved up the charts a little bit so there's some you know movement on that top 10 um i will say that you know as part of my job every week um you know i look at these uh drilling permits every monday and just kind of try to suss out news based on who's filing what where and uh you know, for the I, I did for for this podcast. You know, I looked at the entire state, and um, you know, just by as of today, so far this year, uh, we have something on the order of you know twelve thousand five hundred drilling permits you know filed for the by one thousand and three companies wow. uh, across the entire state of Texas. That's a lot of oil and gas activity. People talk about slow and steady recovery and this is this is proof that you know that is taking place in the state of texas uh there was some shifting of the sands though um all that activity most of it the vast majority of it's taking place in west texas in the permian basin and you can see that in the in the filings but you know the eagleford is a it's a good it's a good shale play and it's it's also getting getting good numbers, you know. It's also holding its own, if you will. Well, let's kind of break it down then. If you've got the whole state, that'd be great. But the, the Eagleford is kind of I know your your area of expertise and you cover the most. Um, who were the top producers, oil and gas producers for the Eagleford shale for 2017, at least of, at the time of this recording? Sure. I mean, well, I've got figures for both statewide and you know Eagleford, and it's um, you know on a, on a on a statewide level. Um, EOG Resources is a top company uh, filing something on the order of uh, 465 drilling permits in 2017 so far. And then that's followed by Anadarko with uh, 407. Then you got uh, ExxonMobil's um, subsidiary XTO Energy with 383. Endeavor energy resources out of midland uh that's uh stephen autry's uh, i believe uh the wildcat billionaire um his his company filed 383 so they tied with xto 
you have Pioneer Natural Resources, which which does which does both Eagleford and and Permian Basin, but they only did a like a dozen or so, uh, you know, Eagleford permits. So they had 277. You had Apache with their Alpine High at 243. Austin's Parsley Energy with 229. Chevron uh, with 210 in the Permian. Uh, Oxy, you know, Occidental uh, filed 205. Midlands Diamondback came in at uh, at 205. And then you see Hillcorp Energy uh, with 202. And, and you know, Hillcorp is one of those big companies with, uh, you know, they're all over the place in many states and, uh, you know, offshore, onshore. And, but, you know, here onshore in Texas, they had 202 split across the state. So it's a uh, very very interesting numbers and and then you wanted to know about about the Eagleford Shale. Yeah, real quick before you hop to the Eagleford, let's just kind of break down these statewide numbers because just kind of recap the top three: EOG, Anadarko, and XTO. Um, and then you have Endeavor, right. Pioneer, and Apache. I, I, I was a little bit surprised. I thought maybe Pioneer or Apache might rank a little higher. Um, did that kind of catch you off guard that they were was it uh, was he fourth, fifth, and sixth here, or fourth and fifth, or whatever that is here? One, two, three, four. Fifth and six. I, I kind of thought those two companies would have been a little bit higher up in the rankings. No, no. I mean, it, it's a uh, Anadarko makes sense because you know remember they had sold off their uh, they had sold off their Eagleford Holdings to Sanchez Energy to do just this, focus on the Permian. So I mean, the, uh, to me, their spots justified. And then EOG, I mean, they have the top engineering and one of the most talked about shops in the in the in the oil patch and so you know they they were the ones who said we could we could drill at 30 dollars a barrel you know we could drill at uh at 30 and it won't be a problem so i mean you know uh economics wise you know they were able to make a profit when others weren't when or when 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 drilling when oil prices were really low, so I mean, to me, that that's kind of a of a uh, of not not a surprise either. And then XTO, I mean, XTO is is uh, is split, so they have holdings in both the Eagleford and the Permian. So when you look at a statewide level, you add those numbers up together, you know, that's that's solid holdings. But you know, for Apache and their and their Alpine High, um, you know, I mean, it hasn't quite materialized fully yet you know that 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 play out there and then for pioneer natural resources i I think what hurt them was was that they left their eagleford assets alone but then you know they're not like in the sweet spot like Carnes county they're in they're they're a couple counties well they're one one and two counties over in dewitt and gonzalez so they're not quite as eager to drill um those spots as others you know as the other as the other uh you know, companies operating in Carnes County are. Okay, no, that's, that's that's a lot of good information there. Um, you know, you talk about EOG. I think for any, we talked about on the show before, but the book, The Frackers. If you go back and look at the history of EOG and how they position themselves in the Eagle Ford, really, we're kind of one of the leading companies down there. It's uh, quite fascinating. They do have a great staff of uh, folks who are very 
uh, you know, innovative and, and kind of cutting edge on how to look at the market. So no, no, no surprise with EOG. I just was a little bit surprised. I know Pioneer had some problems. I think it was at their second quarter oil to gas ratio. They had some uh, wells that were kind of behind schedule. But I just, you know, I just kind of expected. You, it's one of those names. And sometimes when you read the news, Sergio, you you know this. You you're reporting on this stuff. You you can hear a name a lot more than maybe it's um it's needed. And so you hear a name like. Uh, Pioneer Apache, but it seems like you hear that a lot more than you do a name like Endeavor. And so, just kind of from that standpoint, just looking at headlines, um, if you're not looking at the actual data sometimes, you might miss a company like Endeavor who's sitting there doing a lot of work because you're just catching these headlines on a you know daily or weekly basis. Right, right, yeah. And if, if you look at it that way, then companies like Endeavor and then, you know, Parsley and Austin and then Diamondback, you know, might be surprises, you know. I mean, these aren't these aren't you see big names in big oil like Exxon Mobil's XTO, you know Chevron and Oxy, you know and Hillcorp here, but but I mean uh, you know these these other guys aren't aren't to be outdone. I mean they're you know I mean the owner of Endeavor is on that on that uh, is on that uh, was that the reality TV show West Texas Billionaires Club, so I, you know uh, they, they've been around the block and they know what they're doing out in the Permian, you know longer than anyone, so. Uh, so, uh, and just on a, I just want to note that like en- Endeavor, uh, in one week alone, I saw them file 101 drilling permits, all for recompletions of old, of old, of old wells, you know, kind of mature fields and legacy fields out there that they had, you know, been drilling over the decades. And now they're going back and using new technology. So it'll be eager. To, I'm eager to see like what what the results, the production numbers will be like from those wells. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's turn now to the Eagleford, which is kind of your forte. Um, tell us who are the who was the top producers in the Eagleford, and um, you know what what kind of set these companies apart. As you mentioned, there there's some unique things if you look at some of these permits. But what set some of these companies apart in 2017? Right. Yeah. So the top ten Eagleford companies now so far in 2017, you see a, a lot of the. Uh, so far, big names um, on the top 10 list. Now, just like at the statewide level, uh, here in the Eagleford, you see EOG Resources at, as the top driller in the Eagleford Shale. They filed a, a 362 permits, mostly all of them in Carnes County. They're the biggest, one of the biggest leaseholders in Carnes County, and as expected, they're also one of the top drillers. Carnes County is the sweet spot. It was for it was for almost I'd say years the number one top oil producing county in the state of Texas, and then it got dethroned by uh, Midland County uh, just earlier this year in the Permian Basin. So, um, number two after EOG Resources is Chesapeake Energy, uh, two hundred and. 34 permits filed so far in 2017 and and uh you know chesapeake of course had its troubles it's uh in the media and and then also with lawsuits and uh you know it's uh, uh stock issues but nonetheless the company moves forward drilling its way forward if you will in the eagleford home number three is uh hillcorp energy company and you know they're not quite in the Eagleford shale per se, but just the way that, that I do the drilling permits, it's just for San Antonio on South. And so just South of the Eagleford Hillcorp had a 
203 drilling permits and it's it's for projects mostly related to its uh its west ranch field in in uh just north of uh of edna and uh and lake jack and lake texana and um what they're doing there is really interesting is that they're taking this uh these car these these carbon emissions from a coal plant a coal power plant in, in near houston they're pipelining it to the oil field and they're injecting it underground to stimulate the oil wells or the oil uh, oil underground. And so, what they're doing there is they're doing um, they're doing vertical wells, and then they're doing directional wells to support those vertical wells. And they're doing all this injection and all this all these things there. So that requires a lot of drilling. And hence, you know, Hillcorp is is uh, is, is 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 on there as, as a number three. Uh, but in addition to that, the Hillcorp also has just, you know, straight up plain vertical wells in like places like uh, Zapata County, Star County, all these little small counties in South Texas. And, you know, just after Hillcorp at number four is Marathon Oil. Their San Antonio office um, has uh, has large, large holdings in Carnes County, that sweet spot we talked about earlier. And so Marathon had a, a total of 203 um, drilling permits as well. And coming in just underneath Marathon is Sanchez Energy at number five with 198 drilling permits. Now, uh, Sanchez is, 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 is in a different spot, but a, a, a good spot nonetheless. They're in the western end of the Eagle Foot Trail. They're in, they're in places like Webb County, Dimmick County, LaSalle County, where the geology, you know, changes quite a bit. And you move from like that, that, that kind of like crude oil sweet spot to where like you have like start to have things like, you know, like a dry gas window where you have like these mixed layers where you get, you can get like a lot of variety in the products and the things that you're, you're drilling for out there. Like it'll, you can get like more condensate in some wells, you can get more natural gas. Um, but it's all very targeted and all very, um, orchestrated out there. And then, you know, at just after Sanchez, is uh is is Burlington Resources the ConocoPhillips uh subsidiary and they had 185 drilling permits mostly for uh DeWitt County which is the next one over after Carnes and it's the second most the second highest most oil producing county in the Eagleford so you see them doing a lot of activity there and then just after uh, Burlington is Carrizo oil and gas and they're with Sanchez. They're over in the uh, Western end of the Eagleford shell, you know, places like Catula, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Ensenal, you know, like all of those, that kind of Western end of the camp of the Eagleford shale. And then um, after that, you see, uh, you know, an independent company, Lewis, Lewis energy from San Antonio. They came in with uh, 87 uh, drilling permits and, um, and they're uh, they're also in that western end, but particularly in Webb County, in northern Webb County, the dry gas window. And so, one of the things that is interesting about Lewis is that they're one of those companies that that drills gas wells only. They're not looking for oil; they're looking for natural gas. And so, um, that's a, that's an interesting trend, just because it's been a good economic time for natural gas, and they've been having a lot of success in Webb County. And Webb County 
is a top producer of 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 natural gas in the state. So they're right where they need to be. And then and last and not least is we have a Canadian oil company in Canada with uh, with 72 drilling permits so filed so far this year. And uh, and they're in also in Carnes County. Everybody remembers that big uh, what is that one point one point four billion dollar uh, uh, buyout they did from Freeport McNoran to buy all their assets in Carnes County when when in Canada entered the Eagleford Shale uh, a few years ago. And uh, and uh, the thing is they're there on some of the sweetest land in in Carnes County. And you'd expect them to be drilling a little bit more, but uh, but you know they're they're doing okay. I mean they got to you know a certain. I think they have two drilling rigs at all times operating in the in in their Eagleford Shale assets. So that, that that would be about right for what about two drilling rigs could handle per year. I think seventy two. So so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting year in Eagleford. But um, you know, Sergio, you oh, mentioned. No, uh, the Chesapeake, uh, we, we were co- covering them earlier this year, and it looks like uh, in, in, there's a stage where uh, they really wasn't doing too well, and they made some adjustments. And uh, there was an article, I believe, from Seeking Alpha that we that we looked at where they tried ramping up some of their drilling and some of their uh, their efficiency. So it's uh, surprising to me to see them all the way up to number two in the Eagleford, being that uh, they had a, a pretty, I think, a rocky start to the year, didn't they? Yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah, their 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 uh, their problems have been reported in the media for sure. Um, you know, and it's not only that they had faced all these this round of like you know royalty owner lawsuits and everything, but but you know, as one of the largest leaseholders, they just went forward. You know, they so we'll let our legal team and everybody else handle all these problems, but we're just going to keep on keep keep on drilling. You know, and then uh, you know, it, it seems to it, it, out. it seems to be the strategy here, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, they're, they're they're a solid number two in the in the in the Eagle for Shale for sure. Well, Sergio, I think my takeaway from all this is that um, you know you can read the headlines, but you really have to do the the work. And we've we've had you on a lot, and we've talked about you know your drilling report that you put out on Monday, which one of the reasons you need to subscribe to San Antonio Business Journal. But we don't just say that as this kind of fluff, but one of the things that you've kind of pulled it out uh, indirectly, to me at least, is, you know, even for Josh and myself, is that we need to make sure we're looking beyond the headlines. There's a lot of storylines that get missed, and we try to bring value to the listeners by saying, hey, um, you know, go look, you know, this is job opportunity here, or this company's drilling there. Um, and so you really have to get into the weeds here and make sure you're following this stuff, or you might just get caught up and miss some real good opportunities um, to go and capitalize with some of these producers. No, definitely, and you know some of the you know kind of kind of overarching stories throughout the years have been that that dry gas window in the Western Eagleford. You know, there was a time when you know drilling permits had had dried up completely, and the only people it seemed like the only people who were drilling were people drilling for gas wells in the western end of the Eagleford. You know, so there are these little surprising trends, and you can get ahead of them if you're you know paying attention to things like drilling permits. Okay, well, Sergio, you know, you did your list, and I know you've pulled, I think you said, all of the permits, which leads me to believe that you have a Cabot oil and gas update as we end 2017, and so could you break that news for our listeners? Uh, well, I think I see my boss uh, waving me into his office for a meeting, <laughs> so I apologize to Cabot that, uh, that uh, we just ran out of time here. <laughs> 
Well, Sergio, have a great Christmas. And I know we won't talk to you until next year, so have a great Christmas, a great New Year. Be safe traveling. And uh, thanks for coming on the show this year. We really appreciate it. And, again, listeners, San Antonio Business Journal, Sergio Chapa. He's on Twitter. He's on LinkedIn. Uh, but mainly go to San Antonio Business Journal, pick up a, a subscription, and you can get great information like this all the time. Sergio, have a great holiday season. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Merry Sergio. Christmas as well. Merry Christmas, buddy. Well, as always, it was a pleasure having on our friend at San Antonio Business Journal, Sergio Chapa. Well, we hope uh, you enjoyed some of the stuff that he went through, some of the end-of-year recap. We had some surprising stuff from some companies making uh, making big moves this year and some surprises with companies that we expected to be maybe a little higher, not quite as high on the list as we expected. Uh, so, again, thanks to Sergio for coming on, and uh, we look forward to, uh, to getting him back on next year. No, it was good. It was good. And he said he's going to try to email us that list, so we'll try to get that in the show notes as well. Um, a lot of good information there, and uh, Josh kind of felt like he kind of challenged us indirectly that we need to make sure we are – working harder to dig up more information some of those names surprised me and um you know but some of those are stories are really good like chesapeake you, know, you don't really expect them to be up that high but uh, maybe they've got things turned around so but look again merry christmas to our listeners if you're working this weekend be safe and get home safe to your family as soon as you can and until next time keep climbing